Attention homos and homettes, the train to the Rainbow Rewatch is officially leaving the station. Please keep your hands, feet, flip phones, and webkins inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not gay, now you are. Congratulations. Get ready in five, four, <laughs> did I scare you? Good. My name is Daniel. And my name is Liliana. And today on the Rainbow Rewatch, we will be re-examining She's the Man mm. and ask the question, was this movie actually any good? She's the Man. What a provocative title, honestly. That is a provocative title. And then there was She's All That. And then more right. recently, He's, all, He's that. all That. Just like all the pronouns. Yeah, they're all that. <laughs> they're the person. Zur is all that. <laughs> <laughs> I when, watched that movie. When do you think neo pronouns are going to get into like TV shows? We're, we're thirty seconds in, and we're already on neo pronouns. <laughs> um, I give it another five years. It five has years. to like we have okay. to get over the hump of it being weird, uh-huh. and then either it'll be accepted or it'll be accepted to joke about it, and then I, it'll be in content. I feel like the first one is either going to be like a reasonable one, like Zer, yeah, or it's going to be Bun. Bun. I'm putting my money down. It's going to be Bun, like what? Bunny. Why Why bun? Is that like I, a common one? I literally see so many people with bun. Bun and bun self. Bun self. I, but the thing with neo pronouns like bun is that like, we definitely need to talk about the movie before I get too into this. <laughs> but bun like is like he, him, he and him is both bun. So it, it doesn't work too well. Oh. Because it means too many things. Gotcha. You can't differentiate. Yeah. Okay. Bun is interesting. I didn't know so many people were like aspiring to be bunnies. Zer is the one I get mm-hmm. because at least that is sort of like it, it's reminiscent of actual pronouns. And it like works. Right. And it's, there's Z and Zer. Right. Right. It's mm-hmm. like common sense. And also that's been around for we knew someone in high school who went yeah, by Z and Zer. Literally like that must have been like 2014. Yeah. At least. So crazy time. Yeah. But you know pronouns. Let's get like buns the bun self. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so buns like, the man, <laughs> buns the bunny. Have you seen this movie before? I did. I watched this movie a couple times when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember a lot of it, but um, I did remember it was based on um on Twelfth Night. Yes. What was based on Taming of the Shrew? Do you remember there was another yes, movie? Yes, 10 Things I Hate About You. Ten, exactly, exactly. Because I watched it for, I did. I took a class mm-hmm. that was like Shakespeare films. So we mm-hmm. read the plays and then we watched film renditions of them. And oh, one of them fun. was 10 Things I Hate About You. That was like a whole, there was a whole era of like Shakespeare films oh, when yeah. we were kids. There was one weird one. I think it's called My Own Private Idaho. Mm. It was about, it was like Henry the Fourth, I think. Oh. Henry the Third, Henry the Fourth. And it was about like two men who like go on this road trip one of them's like a gay sex worker and the mm. other one's like a straight sex worker who is like gay for pay it was oh. very interesting um i don't know how much it was inspired <laughs> by henry the fourth yeah it was a very loose adaptation but the the sort of like teen rom-com thing mm-hmm. it's very interesting i mean i guess these are like classic stories and it does sort of prove that shakespeare's kind of timeless and this, it does apply yeah the stories and and, and it's because you know, as as many people believe, he didn't really come up with a lot of the ideas. He mm-hmm. wrote the plays, but a lot of these ideas have been around for a while. Yeah. Um, like gender swapping goes back mm-hmm. to ancient Greece and I'm sure beyond. Yeah. There's a very famous um play written in ancient Greek times about Dionysus and he mm-hmm. dresses up as a woman Sickening. and tricks people. Um ah! And the- tricks people. It's a whole thing, baby. <laughs> oh my that. god, tell us all this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's definitely like a timeless, timeless tale. And I've never seen this movie before, actually. Oh, really? But I, I knew of it, and in uh-huh. my mind, I had the image of Amanda Bynes as a boy, like that was present there. <laughs> Trisha Paytas. Trisha Paytas. She does <laughs> look just like that Zac Efron wig. I think the. A, it's the wig. It's the wig. And B, they both have very full cheeks. And they're both wearing, like, Amanda Bynes when she's Sebastian. She's, she still has girl makeup on. She still has, like, foundation on. Right. So it just sort of looks, like, girly. I feel like they should have not had her wear makeup. Or, like, 
I don't know, put like a little scruff on her chin yeah, or something. Yeah, contour. The most unrealistic thing about this movie, and there were a lot, <laughs> is that her hair was just like bunched up perfectly yeah. under that wig. She, yeah. she wasn't wearing a wig cap? Yeah, she wasn't serious? wearing a wig cap. Her hair wasn't even up in a ponytail. Because no. when she takes off her wig, it just flows down. I know, and it looks perfect. It's yeah. not like all weird. I was like, that is the most There would be bobby pins. It would be braided up. Yes. Because that wig is is flat. It's a flat wig. It's a tight wig. And you know that Amanda Bynes probably went through like a couple hours every day of like yeah. getting into that. Apparently, it was like a full muscle suit she was wearing and like multiple layers of clothing. <laughs> it was like a whole thing. Oh, my God. I know, Daddy Amanda. <laughs> um, shall I give a synopsis? Um, yes, please. Um, where's the? Oh, Viola Hastings is a soccer player, but when the girls' soccer team is cut at her school and she is not allowed to join the men's team, she decides to pose as her twin brother Sebastian and take his place at a new boarding school to prove that she is just as good at soccer as any man. While training for the big game, she falls in love with her handsome roommate Duke, who loves beautiful Olivia who has fallen for Viola, dressed as Sebastian. As if that weren't enough, Viola's twin returns from London ahead of schedule, but has no idea that his sister has already replaced him on campus. Viola has to try her best to maintain her scheme, but will everything fall apart before she can play the big game? Honestly, watching this movie, it's not that confusing. But on paper, oh my god, that's very confusing. And and the, I, uh, the poster acknowledges that. The, I don't know if you've seen the poster, it was like, she loves this guy, but he loves her, but he she loves him just as her. And it's <laughs> like they, I think they acknowledge that it is very convoluted. Yeah. Because it is very convoluted. Yeah. And it's going to be very convoluted for us to discuss <laughs> because every time we, we're going to have to differentiate between actual Sebastian and Viola as Sebastian. Yeah. That's like an extra couple words I don't have time for, <laughs> but it's necessary. True. A necessary distinction. Absolutely. But it is, it is sort of a complicated movie. But you're right. Watching it, it all makes sense. Yeah. It's just like she's taking her his place. What was weird about this movie? Uh, okay. Not to, like, bury the lead, but, like, it was good. It was fine, right? Yeah, like, it, was, it was fine. It was a 2000s rom-com. Yeah. Um. But what was weird about it is she got the idea to go to the boarding school in, like, seconds <laughs> like it like to take their brother's place it was like literally the first two minutes of the movie she was mm-hmm. like and i'm gonna take his place i expected more of like a build-up of mm-hmm. like a little more frustration and like someone maybe planted the idea in her head yeah she just like suddenly came up with this idea that she was gonna like impersonate her brother and go through this whole scheme like that's a big thing and i didn't believe her mm-hmm. like i didn't believe i didn't know enough about her character to believe that she would just like do that yeah, also, they never... I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention, mm. but they didn't mention they were twins until, like, the end. Did they say they were twins at the beginning? I think so. Because the only... I do remember them saying, you two look really similar. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember them being... I was like, oh, they're twins? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I Honestly, that's a good point. I don't remember. Because, like, I get it if they're twins, but, like, just two siblings, like, don't look super similar. No, not at all. It's oh, That was very interesting. Um... And it definitely plays on the whole, like, I don't know, you can speak more on the twin thing than I can. Right. Um, but I think that is, like, a common, also another common trope. Yeah, like, twin twin switching. Twin Phil switching. and I never did that. Everyone would be like, you two should switch. We never once did that. And we totally like could have. You totally could have. But you're, I guess you're both, like, kind of reserved. Yeah. That's, like, to That's impersonate like insane. someone. Going into class. Also, I feel like they would have, someone would have realized But also, you know, we did look very similar when we were very young. You did. And you both, like, I I didn't know either of you super well when we were, like, young, young. Yeah. But I don't remember either of you being, like, super out there personality-wise. Yeah, I feel like you both grew into that. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like you could have just sat in the back of class and got away with it. (laughs) But then why would you impersonate each other? Then then we're having no fun. Right. If you're not going to do some elaborate scheme. Yeah. It's very like Sweet Life, Zach and Cody. Mm. But Zach always impersonated Cody. Yeah. I don't think Cody did much impersonation of Zach. Because Zach was the troublemaker. troublemaker. There has to be a troublemaker. Uh Uh-huh. But both Viola and Sebastian are troublemakers in this film. True. Very. The commentary on divorce was also very interesting. Yeah. The whole, like, their family doesn't know where they are. They just do whatever they want. Like, like I'm oh. sorry. If I have, if me and my husband get divorced and we, like, have shared custody, 
I'm going to know where my fucking kid is. They didn't even have each other's cell phone numbers. <laughs> Literally at the <laughs> end of the movie. <laughs> Which is kind of like you change your cell phone number since you married each other. Well, I guess they, maybe, maybe they didn't have cell phones because this was 2006. This was 2006. But also you had their home number. Yeah. Like something was wrong. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't in the contract to keep in contact. Right. Or okay. at least communicate. But it comes with the wealth. Also something I need to just get out of the way. Why is every movie like this in the 2000s, why are they all always so wealthy? Like, the ideal rom-com character is, like, especially in this time, was, like, super wealthy, Mm -hmm. super white, super skinny. Mm -hmm. Everyone was so skinny, including Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, because when I think about Channing Tatum, he's, like, very, like, brolic. I think Magic Mike. But, yeah. But in this, you're right. He was kind of skinny winning. I, like, barely even... It didn't even register that it was him. Team. I mean, like, I knew it was him, but, like... It was he very... He looked like a high schooler, at least. He was a little old. Mm. He was a little old. But, yeah, he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like, the ideal body type in the 2000s was, like... It, it just... I kept thinking about that the whole time. Like, mm. how our, our perception of bodies, specifically male bodies, has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Like, that was certainly an ideal. I don't think, like, big, beefy men were in mm-hmm. in the early 2000s as much as they are now. Yeah. Just tea. Good thing I'm growing up now because I do love some <laughs> big, beefy men. Mm-hmm. Would you like to give fun fact number one? I would, you know, I would love to give fun fact. <laughs> <No. back. laughs> you know I would love to give fun fact number one. In 2018, Bynes told Paper Magazine that watching herself acting as a boy sent her into a deep depression because she didn't like the way she looked. It really, it just really put me into a funk, she told the publication. So Amanda Bynes, she played Viola, who played Sebastian. Right, right. Um, And I think in another interview or like something, she mentioned how she got like gender dysphoria from watching herself um act as a boy and gender dysphoria is like is like a condition that like trans people that some trans people have where they like feel a disconnect between their masculine slash feminine features with their feminine slash masculine gender identity respectively um i don't know i wonder if she used the words gender dysphoria but i think it's just so interesting and I ho- honestly, I hope she did because I think we think of gender dysphoria as only relating to trans or non-binary people. Mm-hmm. But certainly, like, everyone can experience gender dysphoria. Like, yeah. a cisgender man wearing heels, like, could theoretically experience gender dysphoria. Yeah. I feel like usually they're more, in that specific circumstance, they're usually more experiencing um, internal misogyny mm-hmm. or internalized homophobia. But, like... What I like about that is that, well, no, I didn't like. I don't like that she had gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. But what I like is that she's com- like about the conversation yes, that we're having. She's opening uh-huh. the conversation to like gender dysphoria is a much bigger thing than yeah. just tra- applying to trans and non-binary people. Yeah, and it's just super interesting. And I'm sure it's even weirder that like it's immortalized on film. True. Like if you really hated how you look, now it's we could watch that movie every day yeah. and see how she looked as a man. Or, like, trans trans actors who came out during their career. Yes. Like, there's this one girl, there's this one trans girl who used to be, like, a Disney Channel actor. And I feel so bad that that she did, like, Jesse, And, like, her character on Jesse was, like, a boy because she was still a little, a little kid. Um, and I saw someone, like, sharing videos of it. And all the comments were, like, he's a little different now. <laughs> like, that's so, like, I mean, yeah, it's, like, it is kind of funny. But, like, it, like, sucks. Like Yeah, it's awful. It that's, make... like, so sad. Right. Because, again, it's immortalized, this presentation of yourself that you don't identify with anymore. Yeah, yeah. it's really hard. It, 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 It's why I think it, – because it's similar to, like, dead naming almost. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in Drag Race, they, like, used to hold up the photos of, like, baby you. Yeah. But they didn't do that for Peppermint. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I don't think they do it for anyone because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was sort of exclusive and weird. Yeah. Um, and now, I don't know if you realize, they say, may the best drag queen win instead yeah. of best woman win now. Yes, because mm-hmm. they made it a little more open. Mm-hmm. But I just like, I, I mean, I, I don't really have much experience with that, but that sort of like f- facing this version of yourself that you don't identify with anymore, that must be very challenging. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, you know... 
everyone experiences gender dysphoria, I think, in their own unique way. I'm I'm growing out a beard right now for the show I'm doing, mm-hmm. and even I, like, at first was, like, I was really resistant to growing a beard because I was, like, I, I was also, like, I don't know how I'm going to look, but mm-hmm. also I don't know if that's, like, how I want to present my gender. Like, I don't know if that's how I feel comfortable being masculine or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, it, it's it's a much broader conversation. I think a lot of people don't realize how gender dysphoria touches yeah kind of like all corners no that's totally true that's totally i mean that's definitely a really like interesting and unique way to look at it Mm -hmm. because i know like chloe kardashian like she's gotten literally like like facial feminization surgery right like multiple times which is in ffs facial feminization surgery is something that like trans women get and she literally got like the exact same thing yeah like she shaved down like her brow bone and like she shaved down her like jaw brown and stuff like that and i think that's like a really interesting conversation too totally it makes me think of i can't remember for the life of me who but there's this one celebrity black woman i mm. can't i can't remember um but she sort of had like she's made a couple of transphobic comments oh is that tiffany pollard no it's mm-hmm. not who i'm thinking of but maybe uh-huh but she's made a couple of transphobic comments and 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 people are always like bringing up that like it, I can't, oh god I wish I could remember um, mm. that this specific person has been called a man a lot and called out for having masculine features mm-hmm. and so like the internet discourse is like well she's sort of like expressing her gender dysphoria mm-hmm. as transphobia mm-hmm. um, which is obviously our projection onto her she yeah say that but it's a very interesting and God for the life of me I wish I knew who yeah. the celebrity was if anyone well, knows let me know um. I don't think it's the same story, but very similar story. Um, Tiffany Pollard, like, randomly said something, like, kind of transphobic. Like, not really. But then... Well, she said... She said on a TV show... Yeah. She she was was, like, so uh, uh, you're not going through because you're a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Uh, Did she say that, those words? Yeah, but Tiffany Mm. Pollard said that it's a cis woman and she yeah. was sort of using a man as a euphemism but yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know the full story um, so she said whatever that could be interpreted interpreted as like transphobic mm-hmm. and then she made like a video where she sort of like sat down and explained like very similar like experience like mm-hmm. um, I as like a black woman who has like sort like semi-masculine quote-unquote features like I have experienced like a form of transphobia and that like people like hate on me as a woman because I have these masculine characteristics right. and even with Michelle Obama there has been like countless like when she was when she was uh say when she was vice president <laughs> which she basically, she basically was, was. <laughs> when she was first lady she there was tons of rumors quote-unquote that like she was a man or that she was transgender hmm. which is like definitely an experience that a lot of black women have um which is why i think there's a lot of solidarity between the trans and like black communities because mm. of like these issues yeah there's a lot of overlap for sure That's yeah interesting. um fun fact too in a 2006 interview with MTV, Amanda Bynes said the producers tried to get pop singer Jesse McCartney to play Sebastian since they thought that he looked similar to her, but she said McCartney was too busy at the time. I think that's hilarious, and honestly, I would have loved that, especially because Sebastian's character is supposed to be, like, in a band. True, and he could have sang a little bit. They could have. And I looked up a picture of Jesse McCartney because I haven't seen that man in, like, 13 years they do kind of look similar they do oh i miss jesse mccartney i did kind of like some of his music what were some of his songs do not ask me (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i was about to say like i definitely i like when i think of jesse mccartney i just think like justin timberlake and i feel like it's (laughs) he's a disney channel justin timberlake i used to have like a disney channel um like album beautiful soul Oh my god, he has 4,000 monthly <laughs> listeners on Spotify? Shit. That's, that is kind of a lot. That's a lot. What well, was his last now? album? 2019? No way. The Resolution Tour Live? Oh my god, girl. Miss Squirrel. He was a heartthrob. But again, he was like such a skinty heartthrob mm-hmm. in the 2000s. That was what was in. Skinty, stringy hair, bleach blonde. Mm-hmm. The, bleach blonde, the bleach blonde. And the 
The Frosted Tips. The Frosted Tips. Mm-hmm. Very 2000s. Okay, fun fact three. Um, to prepare for the role, Bine said she and director Andy Fickman uh, went to a shopping mall to observe how men and women interact. I love these fun facts. It's so interesting. Um, just that sort of like method acting and looking at people in like real life scenarios. Right. Because that is you, so funny. And you can learn a lot from, you know, because people like to say that actors need to just like have it in them. Mm-hmm. But like if you're playing an experience that's different than you, it's important that you like fully understand the experience and the visual yeah. is like a huge way in. Yeah. You know, like there are very different ways that men and women present mm-hmm. that's sort of like a whole thing as as you know right mm-hmm. um and you have to sort of like get in the get in their experience so i think it's very interesting that that she did that and they even have a scene in the movie where she does that yeah yeah yeah. um and i i wasn't sure if it was true but somewhere online said that that scene where she's like following the men some of them were just like actual men on the street <laughs> which makes sense because they were it, they look like they were in downtown Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and the movie did not take place in downtown Los Angeles. Um, and they looked very confused. They did look that very one confused. guy when she was like sagging her pants. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was too much. Oh my god, Amanda, she did a good job in this movie. She did. I will say that she was very almost so much secondhand embarrassment. It was almost difficult to watch. It was so bad in the first. The first 15 minutes and then I think the last like 20 minutes. Yes. Um, Like when Olivia kisses Sebastian, like real Sebastian. Right, right. That was, and then on it was really cringe. The whole like, yeah, miscommunication. I hate that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's such honestly lazy writing too. I mean, I get that it's like based on whatever. But I don't think that's what happens in the book. Oh, really? You know who's sickening? Mm-hmm. Mo- that character Monica is that her name? Monique? Monica? Monique, the Monique. ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was sickening. I, I don't it. like that she was basically the villain, but she was sickening. I, you know, she really was. Mm-hmm. She did her thing, and she ended up with Justin at the end. I was like, that, yeah. that checks out. Yeah. She put her whole pussy into that. She did. She really <laughs> bodied that role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, let's take a quick little break, and then we'll be right back to discuss the film. Hey. Hey. So, um, I feel like we have to start with the obvious, which is that, like, there is a huge trans allegory oh, here. Oh, yeah. A lot to interpret with a woman dressing as a man and and, and passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and basically, every review of this movie was like, it's funny, but it's totally, entirely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I think people say it's unbelievable because of how poorly Amanda Bynes <laughs> passes as a man. She does look so bad. She looks bad. She sounds like a woman. Yeah. Um. Which, which, <laughs> okay. To be fair, there's not one way to sound like a woman, but right. you know, the stereotypical sort of traditional way. And um, I think that how easily she passes is sort of like. It seems to me like a fantasy mm-hmm. of probably what it feels like to pass and be trans, like, and have everyone just immediately believe you when you put on a wig, mm-hmm. like, and then every suddenly everything. Because like, there's literally so much more than just like. Because they even mentioned that at the beginning, like they're gonna think you're just a girl on a wig, because like that's literally what you look like, Amanda Bynes. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, facial features, and there's, like, height, and, like, gait, the way you walk, the way you interact with people. Right. Literally, like, everything. Right, and there's there's so many facets to quote-unquote passing. Yeah. Um, and I'm really grateful that they didn't lean into this, because mm-hmm. I could see another version of this film where, like, there's so many jokes about her being trans or not passing. Yeah. And I think why it escaped that is because it's a woman dressing as a man. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in general, there's a lot less transphobia directed at um, trans men. Mm -hmm. Um, There still is. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I think like there's a lot more violence directed towards trans women. So I think that's why the movie sort of escaped that. Um, But Literally, no one even brings up for a second that there's something suspicious about her. 
They're just like, oh, he's weird. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a strange guy. Right. Um, but then immediately they forget all about that as soon as he starts degrading women. As soon as he starts degrading <laughs> women, they're like, oh, he's cool. <laughs> oh, no, 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 never mind. He's one of the boys. <laughs> but, like, I would have, the first minute he rolled into that apartment, like, or the, the dorm, mm-hmm. uh, opened the bag and there were tampons. Yeah. Immediate red flag. Luckily, those boys were so goddamn stupid, but I would be yeah. like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> you have a I'd vagina. I'd be like, oh, like, use these for your nosebleeds. Right. Which is kind of ingenious it is kind of one time i did that in high school really did it work it worked i mean like yeah i got comfortable but i guess because usually do people have nosebleeds from one nostril i guess a lot of people do Mm -hmm. anyway um there is definitely all of that yeah and i think like the i i think if this movie was made five years ago mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been good like they they would try to talk about the transphobia or maybe they'd like it just i don't know yeah i think because it was 15 16 years ago where like trans people were a lot less visible it escaped a lot of that yeah but i mean like there is a way to read this movie and i can imagine like conservatives reading this movie and perceiving it as like what what the stereotype or the 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 um what am I trying to say? Like the offensive things that people say about trans people as like tricking people. Yeah. Um that certainly could like people could project that onto this film. And again, mm-hmm. I think why they don't is because people infantilize trans men totally and see them as not of much of a threat. Mm-hmm. Um but it still is like I don't know. I, I was just thinking about that a lot watching the movie. Yeah. I think a lot of what I see like there's like so many different ways that people like transphobically view trans people mm. because like a yeah people infantilize trans men and they also like make them out to like be sort of like victims like if we're talking dormitories they don't want trans men to room with um, cis men because they're f- afraid that like because they still think of the trans man as a woman so they're like oh my god like he, like he's gonna get like sexually assaulted it's giving very jk rowling like mm-hmm. what's going on with all the lesbians yeah, you know yeah I mean? yes exactly um and then conversely when we're talking about like trans women rooming with women it's still that fear of the man um, and like sexual assault, mm-hmm. so it's always like the trans man and the woman and the cisgender woman who are like totally infantilized, totally victimized, and then it's always the trans woman and the cisgender man who are made out to be like unruly predators without any rationale. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that's sort of tackled in this, but um, yeah, no, no, there's a lot, there's a lot there, and. Um, I don't know. I, I I think like that's why we chose this movie. I think is because of like the whole girl dressing as a boy thing, mm-hmm. and it's been done a lot. I want to say like what other movies are there that girls dress as boys? I can think of like the opposite. Very. I mean, like Mulan. Duh. Uh, Duh. Um. You're so right. Yeah, exactly. And it always is... It's so interesting. It's always a commentary on femininity. Yeah. Like, they they use women dressing as men as a vehicle to critique misogyny. Uh-huh. Um, which is very interesting that, like, the only way to, like... Not the only way, but, like, a major way that I feel like a lot of people critique misogyny and sexism is by doing drag, I mm-hmm. guess. And, like playing masculinity um um, which is like there there are other ways to critique sexism without like appealing to conventions of masculinity Mm -hmm. and that's why like i was sort of i was sort of confused about this movie like what what are they trying to say like i think if we like boil it down to the most obvious it's like there are many different ways to be a woman and you know being a woman is a it's like a you know 
spectrum and there's a lot of shades and um but but also like that's not what they spend most of the movie talking about yeah like it feels like it's also about like objectifying women and calling out objectifying women like we talked about that scene where she like um they like have her friends come and like like be like her oh sickening my God. friends right. Kia and Yvonne they were sickening yeah and be like oh my God Sebastian like you ravaged me <laughs> um, and yeah. and then the boys are like oh he's cool now right like mm-hmm. Sebastian's cool because all these girls like him um, but then I'm like that sort of makes it seem like they're condoning that behavior and they're but then Duke is like why do you always like objectify women. Which is kind of like a random roundabout for him. Right. Because not a couple scenes earlier, he was like, you're so cool. Right, you're so cool for objectifying women. Yeah. Um, no, that came out of totally left field for me. And I, I like that they put that moment in where he was yeah. like, why do you do that? But also I was like, yeah, that doesn't seem very on brand for you, Channing yeah. Tatum. Um, I, just, I just didn't get the point because... Because also then it ends with, like, her winning the soccer game, which is sickening. Yeah. But then she goes to the debutante ball, which is, like, no, she didn't want to do that. Yeah. Didn't, that didn't, that didn't fit in her fantasy. Um, I mean, I, it's weird because the beginning of the movie, she was such a tomboy. Um, but then, yeah, she ends up sort of a girly girl. And she almost becomes, like, girlier when she's dressing up as a boy. Because I feel like in the beginning, she was, like, so, like, masculine and sort of acted like one of the boys already. So, like, I didn't think she would have that type of a time, like, pretending, like, socially to be a boy. I thought the the real struggle would be, like, physically looking like right. one. Right. And, and what's so interesting also is that she was so strong when it came to her relationship with Justin. Yeah. But then when it came to her relationship to Duke, which is Channing Tatum, she was like totally like flustered and and like that stereotype of what a woman is, like very meek and yeah. very like shy and whatever. Like she sort of transformed into that ending on her in the debutante ball, like yeah. being in a dress. I'm sure pretty sure that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Is yeah at yeah. that moment. So it's like and again I think what they were trying to do is like you can be both. Like, you can be a tomboy and also look pretty and blah, blah, blah. But it just it didn't it didn't do enough for me. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, like, I think it was, it was trying to do too many things. Yeah. It was, it definitely was trying to do too many things. It yeah. was, like, so feminist that it became, like, <laughs> That it became, like, misogynistic. And what's interesting is I looked, because I always am curious about this. Uh-huh. It was written by two women. Okay. Good. But it was directed by a man. Oh, yeah. Mr. Fickman. Mr. Fickman. <laughs> which is, like... Who has man in his name. Oh, my God. They did that on purpose. <laughs> but it's, like, why, like, why would you do that? Like, because when you write a script... That's only half of what you end up seeing uh-huh. because you can interpret that a lot of different ways and what you put emphasis on and how how long you linger on someone's face or what reactions you show, right? All of that, which is up to the director, that's what informs the script, right? The script is just words on a page. Uh-huh. The direction is what tells the story. Um, and if you have a man do that, I'm like, that's just – like how you can't rid it of the male gaze. Yeah. Like it's going to automatically have that. And so I'm just like, why didn't they just have a woman director? Probably the answer was that it was the early 2000s and like that just wasn't as, as common as it is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, which it's still a problem. Like women directors yeah. um, are, are sort of cast aside. But I was just like, come on. It, I think it would have been better. Yeah. I think it would have been better. Um, One of the things I had an issue with like feminist wise with this movie is that like they focused so much on – how different she was from from the other boys. And one scene that really was, like... Mm. And she kept, like, slipping up, like, when she complimented Olivia's shoes, and which <laughs> which is funny. ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, stop. Um, And, like, when she was, like... When she told Duke, like, oh, but you're so hot. And just stuff like that. And then... I get they were doing it for, like, comedic effect. 
But like, if we're looking at this movie as like a real story, like, what's that saying about women? Because the whole the whole movie started with her being like, women are not different than men. We're yeah. the same. But then, like, there were all these jokes that undermined exactly as you're saying, and undermined that thesis statement mm-hmm. that women are just as capable as men, I guess, or just as strong or fast or whatever. Um, and it was like everything that she did sort of like differentiated herself. Um, and speaking of like men and women being different, um, the whole soccer thing and the sports, it like it's too topical right now. Yeah. Like the whole conversation about like the difference in abilities between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. like bio quote unquote biologically, I'm doing like a huge eye roll there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's specifically how it relates to like trans people in sports. Yeah. Um, which like maybe Viola was like open the door True. for t- trans men to like be in sports, but um, it's such a huge conversation nowadays, and mm-hmm. I see a lot of people even like. Li- quote unquote liberals, yeah. Who we've been saying quote unquote so much there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who are like so supportive of trans people until it comes to sharing space with cisgender people. Yeah, there are two people from high school that come to immediately to mind. I'll say one to you off the count. Oh. Okay, just tell me after. <laughs> just... She's yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Um. But, she, like, I got a whole argument with this person on Facebook because uh, – about this. Like, oh, really? Oh, I would have backed you up. I don't have Facebook anymore. Good for you. <laughs> that's, that's probably good for you. Right. Um, It's like people want to gatekeep sports for some reason. Yeah. Um, And which is why I'm so glad this, this um, trans woman from New Zealand in the Olympics – Oh, she – Bombed. She bombed. She bombed. She did poorly. She did. She did extremely. Laura Hubbard did extremely poorly. Which you know, I wish she would have won. That would have been sickening. Yeah, it but been like sickening. I also love that. Imagine if she won. Yeah. Like the transphobia. Yeah. It would be like, well, we know why. Blah blah blah. Blah yeah, blah blah. But I think I literally think transphobes had like two Twitter drafts saved. Yeah. For the event. Um. Laura Hubbard won because, of course, she did. Right. That was one. Right. And the second one, haha, stupid, like, Laura Hubbard, like, tranny sucks. She didn't even win. Right. Which completely, and that's what they've been saying. That's what I've seen people saying. Which is, like, completely goes against, like, if I scroll down your timeline, like, five minutes, like, I'm going to find a tweet that, like. They're so upset about it. Yeah, obviously, because obviously she's going to win. And then I literally have seen people saying she lost on purpose. Um, you don't like go to the point. Olympics to lose on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you literally get like you get paid to win like the medals. If you win the medals, you get paid. Yeah, you get and sponsorships also you, and yeah. And then also like you get the medal. Right. <laughs> I, I, I listen. I do nothing for a second. She lost on purpose. Yeah. Um, but I, but I'm just glad that she was able to share that space and totally and and be present for that. Yeah. Um, and it is so interesting because. It falls into, like, two categories, the comments about, uh, I'm going to say specifically trans women in sports. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like, it's, 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 it's it ultimately boils down to misogyny. They're like, uh-huh. you got to protect cisgender women from the men, uh-huh. right? Like, and, like, they're so much weaker and they're so much this, which is such an oversimplification yeah. and not true. Um, I think of, like... The tennis match between wasn't it Serena Williams and some man like and she whipped his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is like it's such an oversimplification. And when you say that, even if there's some shred of biological truth there, mm-hmm. it's still a very misogynistic oversimplification to yeah. say like women need to be protected. Um, and I, I don't know. I just like it's so interesting that in this movie they play with that idea mm-hmm. and. I'm glad that it's resolved that women are just as capable, um, but we've made no progress. Yeah. Like, why can't, like, I think it's ridiculous, like, why couldn't women, like, uh, could you imagine if a woman tried out for, like, the high school football team at our high school? Mm-hmm. That would not, that would not fly. I don't think they'd let her. You know, I think they would let her. 
I think because the new because the new the coach's son took over. T. Um, and I feel like he's sort of a king. I think they let her, but like in a, I don't know, unless in a she was patronizing way, right? Unless uh-huh. she was like just obscenely talented, <laughs> and then there'd be no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that would like especially because football is such a physical sport. Yeah, I think probably coaches would be afraid. Like if you put a woman on the field, mm-hmm. oh, we have to protect her. Like oh, we yeah. don't want her to get hurt, and like this. No problem with sending teenage boys out and giving them concussions for the rest of their life. Yeah, but you won't have a girl do it. It's again, it just boils down to misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the whole point of the movie, I guess. Yeah, that the coach is like, well, you're you're too dumb, you're too weak, and mm. you're too slow. Yeah, it was just I, I don't know. My mind immediately went there. Um, but why don't we talk more about this after a quick little break? Okay, so. Hey. Something else I really want to talk about <laughs> mm-hmm. is there's a lot of queerness in this movie, mm-hmm. like objectively, um, outside of transness. Um, and to, and to, to give context, so this is based off of Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't even talked about the play, really. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very, it's probably the gayest of the of Shakespeare's plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shakespeare himself, like his sexuality, is a big question that a lot of people have. And yeah. It's actually 126 of his sonnets were addressed to a man. Mm. And a lot of them were ended up being revised and changed to a woman. Yeah. Um, But a lot of them were written to, like, young boys. Um, Ew. I know. Other problem. Yeah. I'll say young men. Um, The age not (laughs) Because, like, young boys. I know. It's so much different than (laughs) young men. Young boys. Yeah. Young men. Um, But Twelfth Night itself is, is probably the gayest. And. Uh, what I was really disappointed about is that the film cut all of that, mm-hmm. and they sprinkled in some, but they cut a lot of it. Specifically, Sebastian, the actual Sebastian, ends up being like he goes on uh, on a ship, and their ship like crashes, and he's saved by this man named Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have this very intense connection, and they they are in love with each other. They like have a relationship, and Antonio is like very dedicated to him, and it's like very explicitly queer. Mm-hmm. Um. And the film cut all of that. Like, Sebastian was barely in this movie mm-hmm. until the very end, and then he only loved Olivia, and they she kissed him around the lips. So they cut that whole thing, which was such a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And also, Duke is supposed to be, I think, a little more interested in Viola dressed as Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he... Like, there is a little bit more, like, sexual tension in the play. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a little bit of that in the movie. I'm thinking of the scene where, like, Viola was, like, trying to, like, help him flirt and was, like, pretending to be pre- pretending to be a girl and, like, yeah, using yeah. the girl voice. And then the spider crawls mm-hmm. and, like, jump on the bed together and they, like, get really close and, and they like, almost kiss. kiss. Yeah. But then, which was a nice queer moment. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. He, they ruined it. Because right after... They screamed and ran away. Well, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they were like, ew, ew, ew. Yeah, but Duke yeah, yeah. was like, so weird. You can't you can't do that. You can't like try to be a girl again. Because so it was too convincing. It was too convincing. So the only, the only queer subtext where they had a man attracted to someone he thought was a man was because the person he thought was a man was being a woman. Which was like such a the, weird... I know. The woman was being... The woman pretending to be a man was pretending to be a woman. And that was the only way that he was mm-hmm. even slightly, like, curious. Yeah. Which it makes it boil down to straightness again. And again, I was glad at least they, like, had that weird little moment. But it just, to me, was like... That was a, that was a cherry on top where I was like, oh, yeah, that's... They're just nailing the coffin. It's They're trying to make it really straight. Yeah. And also, it was Channing Tatum. So. Was it Channing Tatum by... I'm 95% sure he came out as bi. You're lying. Hold on. We're doing some Googling. Channing? I like seem to remember him saying he's bi. Channing Tatum bi. The internet does not think so, I believe. Is Channing Tatum gay or bisexual? Actor Channing Tatum is neither gay... No, nor bisexual. Wait, 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 wait. But then the second one says, Channing Tatum came out of bi a few years ago and now he's not? I could have sworn... This is a Reddit thread. I could have sworn it came out as bi a few years ago. That's what I'm read saying. it on Wiki, but now when I check, it doesn't say anything. Does anyone else remember this? Oh my god, maybe. It's like a Bernstein Bears thing. 
Someone said, I remember this vividly right after She's the Man. Everything seems to be erased. Oh, my God. So maybe maybe it is a Mandela effect moment. Yeah. But maybe it isn't. Um, I hope he is. I'm telling you now, I think Chris Evans is queer. You heard it here first. I think you think Chris, you know, I've heard that he, I didn't hear anything about him being queer, but I did hear he is very aggressive in the bedroom and he's very, um, he's very like dominant with, with the girls that he's had sex with. Um, (laughs) Dan's crying right now. (laughs) Um, Single tear. I wipe from my eyes. That is so hot. I just watched Knives Out the other day again. Oh my God. I love him in that sweater. Ah, that cable net sweater. Exactly. So hot. Um, But yeah, and they have a gay character in this movie. Yeah, you know, I literally, when, I literally, I wouldn't have even picked up on it if you didn't text me beforehand. Well, yeah, because I texted you, I was like, oh, they threw in a gay character, gray relationship right at the end. Yeah, yeah, But Paul, I knew that they were trying, he's a hairdresser, he yeah. had frosted tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, oh, he's, de- they're definitely trying to make him gay, but it wasn't super explicit. He was Are- kind of a bro, though, still. He was kind of a bro, my God, he wore an orange button down over a white t-shirt with camo shorts. Uh- I was like, you can't be gay, honey. Not in that. <laughs> um, but he like, hung out with the girls, and I yeah, think yeah, he was yeah. like supposed to be gay. But then at the very end, at the debutante ball, he like fixes the pocket square of um, Duke's friend, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Who, so which I guess was them being like, oh, they're, they're and gay. And then he almost was like, stop that, like not in public. But then but then he was like, hee hee, clap, clap, clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is curious, and it's very like it was super subtle, very Mamma Mia, like right, right. blink and you miss it. Uh-huh. But to me, it was like Paul was like to me, I was like he's obviously they're trying to do a gay character from my reading of it. But it's you could have missed that entirely. Uh-huh. So it's like it's okay to be gay, but it's not. It's less okay to do gay things. Uh-huh. Like it was okay that Paul was sort of queer and like. You know, Daddy. you didn't want like hush hush. Maybe you don't say it, but like he's a little fat. Don't ask, don't tell. Right, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> but then, like when they actually have him confirmed gay, it's so subtle that you could absolutely not notice it or not think anything of it. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was super obvious. Yeah. Um. And the more I think about this, like I know that this was sort of a common thing in movies growing up, but like, wow, like it was so subtle. Like, and I'm sure, as we discussed in Mamma Mia, like, it's, it's to make it, like, it's to walk that line between, like, um, gay is okay and gay is not okay. Right. It's like, oh, we're being controversial and being progressive, but also we don't want to upset the children. Yeah. Like that continuing list of Disney, Disney's first gay character. (laughs) Is this their first gay character? (laughs) (laughs) No, literally. No, it's just like. I don't know. And and again, like, I was glad it was there. Mm -hmm. Like, because that to me was, like, honoring at least a little bit the legacy of Twelfth Night Mm -hmm. and the the original text. But it just wasn't enough for me to be like, yeah, this is good. Which is why I think, like, the movie should have been made today. Mm -hmm. If the movie was made today, I think it would be a much better movie. Maybe we should have another... Another Twelfth Night moment. They're the person. Mm-hmm. Netflix, get on it. We yeah. already did. He's all that. Come on, Netflix. Let's discuss. Yeah. Also, one quick point before I don't. Do you have any other points about Twelfth Night? Uh, let me look. But you go. Well, I did just want to talk about how, um, they would have like little boys play like the female characters. So in this, there would have been a boy pretending to be a girl. Pretending to be a boy. Pretending to be a boy. At some points, pretending to be a girl. girl, Which is, like, so funny. Um, And I absolutely, I absolutely love that stuff. No, it's very fun. Um, And it's so interesting. I can't remember if... I know in ancient Greece, men were only on stage. But I think in Rome, they did have... I don't remember. Um... But yeah, that is, it's such a very interesting legacy, mm-hmm. which makes sense again why this was like a story that was being told mm-hmm. in ancient Greek times and in um, Shakespeare time, because mm-hmm. like 
men and men and women like played with gender all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that was a huge thing. Um, have you it was seen... always gender and twins. Yes. <laughs> what are you going to say? Have you seen Something Rotten? I did see Something Rotten. I don't remember a lot of it, but I, I have seen it. Um, the character's name is B, Beatrice, B, mm-hmm. which is based off of the character from Merchant of Venice. Oh, I who, love that. Who also dresses as a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To try to, like, and, like, and like the whole point of the end, like, comes in at the end and um, B, like, pretends to be a man and like is this lawyer character right and and like gets revenge on the disgusting jew (laughs) (laughs) we love him Um, Uh, girl boss aren't there two twins in that too in merchant of venice i don't remember i I saw it a while ago i seem to remember there being like a pair of like tall skinny twins and a pair of shorter like plumper twins, but I also could be remembering a different show. I think there was a brother and a sister moment. I think you're right, but I don't mm-hmm. remember. But like, it's it's common. I mean, it's it's in a lot of the text. Mm-hmm. They have this like playing with gender, um, and I think that's very interesting. And I, I mean, everyone always cites that as like a, such a prominent instance of drag mm-hmm. and whatever. I think it speaks more to like society not wanting to see women true um, i think i agree i think it's misogyny right i because like you know there's nothing celebratory about dressing <laughs> a teenage boy in drag forcing like, them yeah to. basically yeah um uh, but i do think it was i'm sure that shakespeare's players they had a lot of orgies oh they were very gay i'm sure yeah and hathaway too Mm-hmm. I love oh, that her sure. name is Anne Hathaway. <laughs> That's I was I've been waiting this entire time to mention her. Um, we love you, Anne Hathaway. We <laughs> both of you. Both um, of you. So yeah, that's it. Um, we have to rank the men. There were actually a lot of men in this. There one. were, and they were cute. They were cute. Um, you go first. Should we start at the end of the list, or should we go to the? Should we start with the top of the list? Okay, let's each say our top one. Okay. I feel like we're probably gonna agree. My top one was Justin. Interesting. I thought he was more attractive than Justin. Is really cute, and if I'm looking like literally like with my eyeballs and not with my earballs. Oh, see, I th- again, I was just talking about eyeballs. I'm when? just objectifying them. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not because obviously I would never date Justin. He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But physically, um, I'm trying to picture myself. I would date. I would. I would be with Duke sooner than I'd be with Justin. Physically? Physically, I think. Okay. Although I do, I do think Justin is cute. Duke is a, Channing Tatum is a close second. Yeah. And now Channing Tatum outpeaks. But, mm-hmm. skinty Channing Tatum, less interested. Mm-hmm. I really like his facial features. I really like his eyes. He has I a think very they're... pretty face. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he's a close second for me. Yeah. He's also cute. Yeah. How about you? Is, he, is Justin your second? Um, I thought, yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, literally all the men in this are very attractive. They were cute. Um, a close third for me is Paul. Honestly, the fact it was Paul? cute. The gay hairdresser guy. Oh, really? I liked him. I thought he was kind of attractive. He was kind of attractive. I would rank, I would definitely rank, is this your list right here? This is my list. <laughs> I would rank, I would do Duke. Then Justin, then Toby, then no, 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 then the British soccer coach. I knew and I put him on the list for you. Yeah, yeah, for you. And then, and then the not British soccer coach. Okay. And then Toby, then Andrew, and then yeah, Sebastian at the bottom. I think we both agree. Toby and Andrew are like the two friends. Mm-hmm. Um, after Paul, it's Toby for me. Mm-hmm. He's a black friend, right, and then right. Andrew, he's the gay friend. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs a black friend and a gay friend. Every they got such a diverse friend group. Yeah, we got Channing Tatum. We got a black friend and a gay friend. Uh huh. <laughs> um, all we need is a true friend. <laughs> and um, after Andrew for me is Malcolm, the little like, the 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 preppy sort of like douche. Oh, the asshole. The asshole. Uh huh. Um, he was good. He was okay. I just found him snivelly. 
Oh, obviously. <laughs> the most snivelly. Uh, Very like Percy from Harry Potter. Yes, precisely. Uh-huh. You can't be in the corridors. Um, <laughs> and then for me, it's the British soccer coach. And then last and very not least, Sebastian. He was so ugly. I did not like He him. was literally chosen because he looks like Amanda Bynes. Which is not which a is, good thing. Yeah, I maybe think. he's hot now. Has he? I literally haven't seen him in <laughs> in anything. I mean, neither. Wait, have you seen um the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gayo? Yeah, is someone in this? Do you remember the the Asian guy Len? Yeah, with the the um Benjamin. He was the announcer. He was the announcer. Oh, I noticed. I was like Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> the names in that show are so stupid. If you haven't seen the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gayo, here is your final warning you must it is perfect on youtube um everyone tells me you're freckle yeah yeah, yeah i'm literally freckle i'm literally sometimes you things are that are more expensive, expensive are, are worse, worse. <laughs> i'm literally freckle in so many ways i'm pretty sure our friend katie was telling me that too. i love um the scene where freckle just showered and she's putting on lotion and she like is bathing in lotion and caleb's like what are you doing and she's like, I drink so much, I need to put the moisture back on. <laughs> That's literally me because she is like, she's like an idiot savant. Like, mm-hmm. she is so stupid, but also so smart. So smart, so over it. So over it. The scene of her singing, I watch it maybe every other week. The scene of her singing, I, um, you fall in love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I love that scene. And she flirts with Benjamin. Oh, Lenjaman. Lenjaman. That Lenjaman. is the stupidest fucking name I've ever heard it's in my so life. It's so funny. I love. Maybe I'm gonna watch that show later. Mm-hmm. I, I I watch it like routinely. Um, what's a queer moment for you? Um, I one of my like male attractive awakenings was when Sebastian took down his pants, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, his dick is so big," and I was like, "Maybe I'm a size queen." <laughs> um, and then I really was like, I really wanted to be a girl boss like Viola. Yes. I love um, when the dad in the audience was like, nice work, son. Take off your pants. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 That was like oddly like erotic for me. Especially Step when... stepdad. Yeah, totally. That Which was the start of it. Your thing. Um, how about you? That's a good one. Um, honestly, I shipped Olivia and Viola so hard. You did? And I was very disappointed they did not get together. I wish that was the case. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a better movie because they had so much in common. They they vibed. I feel like they really dropped the ball with Olivia. They really did that character. She dirty. started off kind of like a feminist icon because she was attracted to the feminine qualities in Viola Sebastian. And I think today, because also her ending up with Sebastian, who she literally didn't mm-hmm. know exactly. She she fell in love with an impression of him. I think she should have been queer. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like how, like, disgusted Viola was by Olivia being attracted to her. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like five years ago, Viola's character would have been like, oh, thanks, hunty. Like, she would have been, like, some some <laughs> some cishet, like, you know. Yeah. That's so thing. girl bossy of you. I know. Like, oh, my God, thanks. But I'm not interested. But you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now I would have wanted to see them. If the movie was made now, they would have shipped. And I think Olivia would have been queer for sure i feel like yeah a twist of a modern day rendition of this would yes. be that they end up together and, and that was queer to me i was like the whole time i was watching it i was like oh my god they should just end up together i know it's not gonna happen um we're, we're nearing the end um but before we do you have to rank the movie what do you give it out um, of 10 you know i'm gonna give it Slurpy slurp. Um, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four. Oh. I mean, I it was fine. It was just like, it's good for what it was for a rom com of this era. It's it's good, mm. but like compare, it's a bad movie. It's not good. It didn't make me feel good. Uh, really? <laughs> it made me feel like literally so. I was like uncomfortable watching it at points, and that's not good. I mean, like. If that's the goal of the movie, then, like, that one movie, like, with Adam Sandler that just came out or whatever, with the diamonds. Oh, Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems. The point of that movie is to make you uncomfortable. But this movie, like, it made me uncomfortable, and I don't think they wanted that. Yeah. 
that wasn't the case. I, I'm going to be a little more generous than you and give it a five. Okay. Only because I was entertained. I I was gonna I was watching the movie and I was like, oh, I'll stop at halfway, do some work, and I'll watch it later. And I watched the whole thing all at once, so it, it got me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't super funny. It was like a perfectly mediocre movie, which is mm-hmm. why it's a five. Yeah. It's like right in the middle. It wasn't that good. It wasn't bad. It was like, I watched it. Yeah. And it entertained me for the amount of time that I watched it. Yeah. Will I watch it again? Mm, probably not. Yeah. But I do think this is a very nostalgic movie. Totally. And, and I think one that a lot of people really like. Yeah. So I'm not here to shit all over it because I think... <laughs> and also I think it gets points for me for actually having some clearness. Uh-huh. Which for the time, you know, it gets an extra point tacked on. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we've reached the end. We did. Congrats to us. I'm oh so glad God, we're yay. back recording. Yeah, because I it's did almost a, die. A, <laughs> you did almost die. Um, I can't. I for, can't believe we're gonna leave with that. But um, <laughs> but she's alive now. But she's, she's alive, alive now. No, it's great, and um, glad to be back. Yeah. Um, thank you all for for sticking with us on our hiatus. But yeah. um, if you enjoyed, please go follow us at Rainbow Rewatch on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Rate us five stars, please. Or we're going to impersonate your twin brother and fuck your girlfriend. Uh, Period. Period. We'll do it. Who done it? Who done it? We done it. We done it. Um, And go tell us what movie you want us to watch and we will take your rec. Yeah. We'll take a rec now and then. We won't. Or we won't. Just kidding. We normally do. We've taken every rec I think we've gotten. I think this movie was a recommendation from a while ago. Okay, okay. Like from an OG, like we started the podcast. We're like, what do you want to watch? I think someone recommended this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whoever that was. Thanks. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I'll see you soon. Yeah, I love you. Talk to you later, baby. Yeah. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.